Hey, we are Agnes and Michael Fritz. We currently live and work in Los Angeles and are the founders of Vivo Con Agua in California. The mission of our foundation is to supply countries like Ethiopia, Nepal and Uganda with clean drinking water. Our aim is to do this by intersecting the clean water mission with the love for art, sports, music and culture. Our podcast focuses on the daily struggles of a social startup, running a business with your significant other, while raising a family and adjusting to life and cultural norms in a new country. You want to have the good news or the bad news? The bad news first. Uh, we got no sponsor yet, no money. Uh, okay, and what's the good news then? Uh, we got an Airbnb, which we cannot pay at the moment. Yeah, that's good. That's better than last year. Better than last year. And better than the year before last year. How was uh, uh, last year, Miss Fred? Last year, when we were organizing the Water Week 2 here in Los Angeles, we were staying at three different places, crashing couches, at friends' places, and um, in the end, we also had an Airbnb, but stuffed with like 15 people and no space at all. So, um, yeah, to have an Airbnb is a good start, I would say. And three years ago, when we did the first water week here in, in Los Angeles, uh, we crashed at a friend's house, but he has now a couple of more kids, so there's no space at all. And his studio, I think, is in the child room now. Yeah. And so, uh, Ms. Fritz, why this podcast? Why do you want to do the podcast? Normally, this is officially not working. If you ask a question, you shouldn't uh, rephrase it. But uh, First of all, it was your idea. But um, secondly, I also really like the idea to bring some transparency in, into our work and to, like invite people to come with us on, on, on founding Viva Con Agua here in the US and, and also to share how we work together as a family and as friends because usually there's um, a lot of people supporting the whole work as now there's already one supporter sitting next to us listening to the first podcast. Um, and I think it's also good for us to give us some input and to reflect on our work and on our progress, what we're doing. So for all the people who listen for the first time and ask themselves, uh, who the fuck is Michael, who the fuck is Agnes, and what is Viva Con Agua? Viva Con Agua is uh, like Malte, the guy where we were living, crashed his house. He's, uh, uh, he always introduced as the badass motherfucking NGO he knows. And because it's using the universal languages of art, music, culture, sports, humor, and all the other languages which you can play around the world um, to raise awareness and funds for clean drinking water. And we founded Vivo Conakla 15 years ago in St. Pauli, Hamburg, Germany. And now it's existing in eight countries. And one of that is Vivo Conakla in California. And we started... The whole thing of coming here, I would say three years ago and four years ago, we were sitting, um, I think, in Germany and um, yeah, reflecting on our life. And we both decided to maybe yeah, to go somewhere before there's like kids coming and into our life. And we're maybe um, stuck, not stuck to one place, but I mean, with kids, you usually have to like take care of schools and everything so maybe you're not free and flexible enough anymore so we decided to 
look for a place. And then we were traveling and we were meeting a lot of friends. And somehow we landed in California, met a lot of crazy people here and had this tickles in our stomach. And we decided to come here and to found Vivo Con Agua in California. But also saying with um, it's not only like the feeling in our stomachs, it's also the, the knowledge that California is a hub of um, really cool social and sustainable businesses, or at least it start, it's starting here. Then you have a big art scene, big music scene, and of course a lot of really crazy filmmakers here in town. And uh, yeah, it's a hub for a lot of things which can spread globally. And as we want to solve the issue of clean drinking water globally, we decided to move here um, to... Yeah, bring Viva Kunakwa on another level. And why do you think uh, two Swabian people, uh, Swabian is a uh, part of Germany, the south of Germany, where we both come from, uh, can uh, make it here in Los Angeles? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> you think it's... Um, um, It's, uh, how do you say, like a blue or red line in our lives that uh, we have no idea? Because often people ask us how you're going to do that and we say hey, we have no idea yet uh, where are you going to live uh, we have no idea yet and we have no money yet and so you think this kind of insecurity is uh, going through our lives I can only speak from myself I would say I don't know how it is with you but I had it like since since moving away from home with I think 19 or 20 I was always traveling a lot. I was always having a lot of crazy ideas to do. And I always just did it. So there was not thinking in a long-term scale in that sense of um, what what will be in like a year. But it was more like I wanted to do something which is sensible. Do you say sensible? And... Um, Why are you asking me? I'm, <laughs> your English is way you, better you, than mine. How, how long did you study English? 26 semesters. Yeah, that's maybe why I asked you. But I have no title and no degree. <clears throat> yeah, but maybe the grammar knowledge. I think, it, wasn't it also a topic shortly in the visa application that my English is not, uh, my degree, my university degree is not, uh, um, how do you say, uh, connected or... or Accepted? No, it, Normally, a CEO has another kind of university uh, has a university degree at all. Is it like it wasn't it like that? You want, because you did the whole visa application. Yeah, I just couldn't like I just could fill out that you studied for 26 semesters, but um, the, the the degree was missing. Degree. But I I tried to like not mention it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I did also not mention that. Uh, that you did no degree in the end, but I, I mentioned just that you studied 26 semesters, okay. that's it. Smart woman. It's not about the goal, it's about the way. <laughs> <laughs> and the way of not knowing where to go and what to do, but maybe having the willingness of to really change something. And so, yeah, I don't know who said it, but uh, that the way usually should be the goal and not what you see in the end. So this connects to your earlier question. So for me, it's it's all about um, the next steps and not about the 10th step or the end of the long way, but of achieving like every day something. And, and usually there, and usually you should have like some, some, I don't know what you say, like um, 
some trust, trust in life. Uh, I think that the title of this podcast is Dropwise, how to start a, a social family business. Um, why Dropwise? Why did you choose the title? <laughs> I proposed the title. You also proposed some titles. Which was mine? I don't know. I can't remember. I chose Dropwise because it's it's saying that uh, you achieve things drop by drop. And of course, I try to use the language of water and to use the language of what uh, hundreds or thousands of supporters are already using in Europe. So um, in Germany, where we have the biggest crews and, 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 and people working and, and, and also our main like um, central, office. central office I would say uh, we have a drop talk so there's people talking and um, spreading all what, we, what we're doing at uh, the Viva Conagua office um, which is called drop talk and then we also have a lot with the water drop with the earth in it so this is our logo so I think the drop is just one of the main images of Viva Con Agua. So drop wise is saying drop by drop. And I think I like that because we are doing a drop by drop. So we started it three years ago here. And then two years ago, we did another um, festival. And this year we're doing an art artist in residency program. So it's drop by drop. Um, more actions happening in California. And I think it's just going somewhere. <laughs> what is the next drop or the next step for you? To really start working and getting used to the new Airbnb and to um, settle down our family here and to organize everything with our <clears throat> missing kids, kids care. Uh. Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> no, we're not, <laughs> but... We lost her some somewhere on the on the way here. She's still in Bangkok. Yeah, and uh, so now we have a kita, which is cool. But we're trying to like organize everything, and then we and then and then we want to. Pre I want to prepare everything for the artist residency and for the people coming in, and we're trying to organize um, some events and and also something with fashion, which is new to us, um, upcycling collection and everything. So. Yeah, what what's your next steps? Uh, my next steps um, probably um, quite boring. Just writing emails and uh, reconnecting with the people because a lot of people from Germany now connect me with people from LA. There's a big um, connection between Los Angeles and uh, Germany because I think a lot of Germans go here, come here to have the sun. And, I don't know, do vacation, work here, and then go back. So uh, this is probably my next uh, big step. And then on Tuesday, I've got some meetings because... Uh, oh, no, tomorrow we are invited to the pre-Oscar Villa oh, yeah, right. Aurora um, event. It sounds more exciting, exciting than it is. Maybe. And yes. But what kind of goals do you have in your <clears throat> back head if you meet people here, if you're organizing all the stuff what you're doing um, when you really want to like um, bring Viva Con Agua here to California what kind of like yeah back, back goals you have 
uh, it's kind of funny because I was thinking today about it and normally I would never say something like that but uh, to keep it slow and structure it good because I've realized that in the last times we've been here we always were really busy doing stuff blah blah blah, blah but we didn't really put focus on the structure of it and that um, prevents that it really can get sustainable and that we can start businesses here like the social businesses of course of Vibo Canagua like maybe selling bottled water selling toilet paper or, do, or doing the art thing we're doing in the Milan Gallery where we sell art and the artist gets a share and Vibo Canagua gets a share so supporting the uh, water projects and yeah and probably um, building the structure on a long term scale so we can work it and find the crazy guy who's from America who want to do Vivo Conaco on a regular base because why guy eh? why guy guy is could not could be a woman is guy uh, masculine yeah oh fuck because normally sorry for my language uh, because normally in English everything is uh, masculine and feminine like artists I'm so happy about it because in German you always have to say Künstlerin and Künstler and it's getting um um Yeah, it's making things complicated. Uh, no, you have to be more aware. So it doesn't have to be a guy. It can also be a woman. Like nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for correcting me on that. I never heard you say that you want to do something slowly. I really yeah. like that because yeah. usually you're running around like... <clears throat> ADD. Today I a hummingbird, you know? <laughs> you know ADD? No. It's ADHS. Ah, and today I played soccer and um, then somebody said, hey, play it slow. And I said, no, I can't. I got ADD. And from that moment, they were only calling me ADD. That's your new nickname, <laughs> ADD. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> me too. But what I wanted to ask you originally was not um, how you want to do it, but why. The topic of clean drinking water and sanitation is a global, like you already mentioned, and Germany, with its culture and mainly with its language, is limited to the Germany, Austria and Switzerland, where the people understand when we speak German. And then you lose a lot of awareness, a lot of tension. There are borders, limitations. That's the main reason. Because uh, here in Los Angeles, of course, almost everybody on this planet speaks English if they are educated um, or have the privilege of education. Let's put it like that. And... That's the first reason. The second reason was probably because I have this kind of role as a clown in the Viva Conagua cosmos in Germany. And uh, so I'm always running around doing blah, blah, blahs. And ADD. So, ADD. And the, uh, if you take out the clown of a classroom, there comes a new one. So I think it's time for a new one in Germany. And this is, I think, important for, for the Viva Conagua cosmos at home. The other reason is that after 15 years of doing Vivo Conaco now in Germany, I think I got a little bit bored because everything what we have done hasn't been there before, like the cup deposit thing where we're collecting cups on big music festivals where big musicians like Materia or Erze, nobody knows in the US, but oh, the Erze maybe heard of them. But in, um, in Germany, quite big, they just say, throw your cups, your plastic cups on stage, they have a deposit and you can donate it. Uh, was not existing. There was no social business like the toilet paper or the water, uh, which we're selling in, in Germany. 
there was no uh, Milan Tour Gallery, which is the art festival we're doing. Of course, you know that. That's a little bit strange if we talk like that and then I explain you things about. Yeah, I'm getting bored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see you. Look at my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why I make it transparent. <laughs> so I have this big problem. I'm not allowed to uh, be bored to my wife, and but also have to make the context clear for the people who have never heard about Vivo Canaba. That's also interesting that we are now colleagues. Points. What For else? me, it's also interesting because as you're saying that, I was thinking about my also like private <clears throat> intention to come here, I would say. Because on the one hand, of course, we thought about going somewhere together and then we also decided to um, to to um, connect our skills because you're running around ADD style connecting a lot of people, talking to a lot of people. And usually I was more the structure woman um, in the office, organizing some stuff, planning, doing a lot of financial calculations and stuff like that. Um, managing maybe more from the back office, but also running quite a lot of like projects with you. So I was also working and, and volunteering for Viva Con Agua for five years, I would say. Um so, but from my side, I was always interested in the U.S. market in the sense of um, how they manage the the foundations and NGO thing because their fundraising um, channels and methods and approaches are different. So, and I always heard, yeah, look at the U.S. market; they're different. I mean, I'm not saying they're better. I don't want to compare it, but it's just different. And for me, I was always curious to learn something new. And then also because I studied culture management, also within the arts and music, I was always interested in a different system. And everyone told me during my studies, hey, look at the US market, it's different. Um, so for me coming here, it's really cool because it links up the different worlds of mine. So I really would like, I'm really like to support Vivo Con Agua, but on the other side, I also want to learn something new. And for me, it's also very, very interesting to see how these, like the development sector and also the art and culture sector is working here. I have no clue how it will go, but um, for the past two years, I already collected a lot of really new experiences and learned a lot. And um, yeah, I'm also interested in that. And I'm interested in how it goes the next weeks with what we try to do here. I think this is part of the Vivo Canagua philosophy concerning all profit so that you are allowed to have a profit on your own when being engaged with Vivo Canagua. And the profit is that you are allowed to live maybe in Los Angeles, which is a privilege to choose where you want to live and where you want to work and how you want to work. Uh, because this is also one of the biggest privileges. We don't have no bosses no more. So... It's also one of the biggest responsibilities, but also one of the biggest privileges because we can work the way we want to work. How you want to work, Miss Fritz? Uh, I want to work freely and bring in my potential, but um, I also want to work in the way of um, that everyone involved um, is happy with the whole thing and. Um, talking about privileges, I also like to say that um, because we started with that, yeah. remember? No. Asking for the 
bad and a good um, message. Yeah. What was the bad? Was, what was We the... have no sponsors yet. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's a privilege to do the thing, but it's also hard. For me, it was yeah. hard to like think about, okay, maybe we get a visa, but how the hell do we going to finance it? Because it's not like uh, one of the major NGOs giving us a lot of money and buying a new house in the Hollywood Hills and whatever. It's like our goal is to work freely, but also to finance us freely uh, or independently, which gives us a lot of uncertainty or gives at least me and, and also maybe for the family a lot of uncertainty because usually... Um, I'm I'm really happy if I know that there is something coming in securely, also financially. I can settle down. I can work. It's like to, to, for me, it's also important on the one on the one side to be in a safe environment. I think it's the maximization <laughs> of leaving your comfort zone. Yes, it is. And uh, to make it transparent, like that, uh, we had some kind of yeah break uh, before doing that in Thailand, did vacation or parental time and. We uh, spent quite some time, maybe a week, for looking into uh, Airbnbs. Maybe Airbnb, you want to become our sponsor? We said your company like more often than Viva Conagua yet. Think about it. Um, actually, we asked them to make it transparent, but um, they just forwarded it into their corporate social responsibility uh, team and there was no answer yet. I think there will not be no answer yet. I would also rent a norm, normal apartment. Next time. It doesn't have to be an Airbnb. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny that um, in Venice, they they have new regulations now. And in most of the houses, it's not allowed to do Airbnb no more because the gentrification in Venice is so intense uh, that the prices go up so high that nobody can afford it no more. Yeah. Yep. So here we are in Venice yeah. in an Airbnb. <laughs> which we cannot afford. So we need still searching for uh, the sponsors, but we are quite convenient that it somehow works out. Yeah. And what do you think could be interesting for the people? Because we also say how to start. So what is the most important thing if you want to start a social business? or a social project or a social movement or an NPO, non-profit organization? I can answer it directly from my heart because I, I've seen a lot of projects in the last 10 to 15 years in different countries overall in the world. And for me, the, the basic thing always was like, is there really a need? You know, like, is there really a need? Um, or do we create something which is not really helpful because people don't use it? I mean, I heard so many stories of people collecting something, giving it to the people and the people, they don't use it. They don't want it. No one asked them, you know. So uh, for doing something like that, the first really thing is, do you really do something which is useful or do you just do it for yourself? Great I think this what, is what do you think? I, 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 I will <laughs> give you my answer, but I think it's also true for most of the companies. They should ask this question too at the beginning of it. Do we really need another car big company? Or maybe we have enough cars. It's so unbelievable. We got 2 billion cars on this planet. If we would use car sharing, we only would need 200 million. What if you... My answer would be just do it. Because it will always be hard 
it will always challenge your life on many levels uh, and there are so many reasons why not to do it uh, but just do it and integrate all your family members friends and yeah like near environmental living people or how do you say like the people who are close to you because if you don't get them you will never get some strangers you have to get your family first so my family I think everybody of them pays for Viva Conagua on a regular base oh, my mom sells toilet paper now oh yeah out of her office <laughs> <laughs> Which is quite funny in Unterlending in yeah. photo studio uh, <laughs> and grandmother selling toilet paper in Schwabenländle. Which is funny because the toilet paper is really quite a funny thing and toilet topic as well because most people don't speak about toilets and sanitation so far. But 2.4 billion people have no toilet to shit in and that's the reason why Viva Konak is also doing sanitation projects. Uh, together with our partners. And because water and sanitation and hygiene is closely interlinked and you can't just do a clean drinking water project when people don't have any latrine or any hand washing facilities because this all interlinks and if water gets dirty from a different source, then um, <clears throat> yeah. What do you plan for next week? Next week, um, I plan to meet up with a lot of people I got to know in, in the last two years here. A lot of cool women also, which I want to see to plan our artist and residency program better um, because we're going to have um, yeah fashion designers and, and, and musicians coming. Um, so we want to like organize a good platform for them to work. Um, and we also have Power Water Coming, which is a really cool NGO from Wyoming. And they're also interesting. Um, maybe we should invite them. Um, it's a couple who run the business together. And uh, we would like to organize um, a workshop with them. And you mean like invite them to the podcast? Yeah. Could be funny. <laughs> yeah, like But I we can only invite like couples who work together. Yeah, because we want uh, to do, or uh, me, I, I, but I think you will join, um, um, to do an exhibition about uh, couples who work together. Because um, it's quite an interesting and sometimes challenging... And you want to make photos? No, I'm not a photographer. I mean, we got a Leica camera, which makes quite good photos. We got it like a little bit discount, and then it was our wedding present. Um Because Leicas are supposedly quite expensive. But uh, what we were talking about? Yeah, like about couples. Yeah, the exhibition. Yeah, uh, we can also film it. I mean, I don't know. It's a long term. What's your plan for the next week? Um, going, uh, uh, playing soccer twice to, to get in, uh, in shape again. Um, because everybody here in LA seems to be quite in shape you said of course the things with the uh, uh, workshop already but I don't know and like you have a new it you have a new day to day. yeah but you, you know have I mean? a day daily daily schedule so so usually you wake up really early you do all the work with Germany and mm -hmm. Europe 
yes. in the morning hours because then they're still awake. Yeah, that I know. I yeah. have to organize the music festival we're doing in uh, Germany. We're getting 15 years, so the big mu uh, the big uh, uh, music festival will happen in August with a lot of uh, big famous musicians who are supporting us for a long time and it will be hopefully 19,000 people coming so this I have to organize in the morning hours and we write the book at the moment about 15 years of Vivo Conagua and some other stuff yeah this is in the morning yeah I have a morning routine and then I bring uh, the little one to the kita this is like the best time because I can walk it's really this is really beautiful because we can walk and then it's your birthday and there's one thing about podcasts you should know Podcasts are always later <laughs> communicated, so okay, you already it. spoiled it. But <laughs> since we really believe in transparency, it's no problem. <laughs> Our first podcast we ever did, we invited a guy, uh, he's a journalist from Germany and he's doing a lot of podcasts. And because we had no idea about podcasts, the first season was, uh, first episode was about him telling us how a podcast works. If you have no more questions, <laughs> we will uh, uh, listen to each other again next week. We try to do it weekly and give you an update. And since you already know that we are no professionals in recording podcasts, uh, you are more than welcome to write us any kind of feedback and also questions concerning Vivo Conagua or anything else. Yeah, I think we will give you more input about Vivo Konakba in general in the next sessions. And we will also keep you updated, live updates from what we're going to do here. And um, the Artist in Residency program, the founding of Vivo Konakba in California. And also just to yeah show you how we live and work here together. Thank you, Ms. Britt. Thank you, Mr.